Hi, I'm Brittany. I'm Amy. And I'm Katie, better known as Joiner. We are three best friends and professionals, pediatric speech-language pathologists, and moms who try really, really hard. But we are by no means experts. In many cases, we will be learning right along with you. The advice we offer is of a general nature and certainly does not replace the advice of a medical professional. We hope you leave our conversation with something in your cup, whether it be laughter, new information, inspiration, a question. We hope we can fill your cup. Welcome to the Cup of Counsel podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Cup of Counsel podcast. This is kind of like a little surprise recording that we have, isn't it, ladies? Yeah. It is a surprise on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, on a Sunday random. afternoon. We were supposed to be recording with Michelle Dawson, but she has severe weather in her area, so her internet was unstable, so we're having to reschedule that. But we already had this time blocked off, so we decided, why not just jump on together, have some fun on a Sunday afternoon, and record another episode for all of you. So to get us started, Joyner, what is in your cup today? Yeah. Hi, guys. So I have a Starbucks latte. As much as I don't always like to admit it, I am a big Starbucks junkie. I do love their coffee. But my favorite drink lately is an iced oat milk latte with their brown sugar, two pumps of brown sugar. And that's what I'm drinking today while we record. And it's brown sugar, like the flavor. Yeah, the flavor. Like It's I guess not like the, pure the, brown sugar. No, I think it's the syrup. So it's just an oat Yum. milk latte with two pumps of brown sugar. That sounds good. I think it that'll be really good. good. Or you do it with cold brew too, right? Yeah. Sometimes I'll just get cold brew, a cold brew and put oat milk in it and then the brown sugar. Two pumps. Two pumps. Yep. Mm, I'm going to try yeah. that. It's a good one. You guys should try it. All right. So we decided today to start us off, we are going to take a look at our Apple podcast reviews because we haven't really done that, right? <laughs> yeah. I think um, it's a good thing to give a shout yeah. out to some of the people who have supported us and have said nice things about us. It was kind of nice <laughs> to just look today. It was a nice surprise. There are six reviews on there and they all just made me feel so happy when I read them. So we're going to take turns reading some of these reviews to give a shout out to some of our supporters. So Brittany, you want to start? I'll start. Sure. Okay. So this is from username Tony Hid. I apologize if, I, if I'm saying these wrong, but this is from the episode Choosing the Path. I've enjoyed all three episodes for different reasons, but I felt like this episode, you all really found your flow. I love the length, organization, and different backgrounds the three of you have. As a general education teacher, I thought I understood what an SLP teacher or professional did, but I was so wrong and didn't realize all the different avenues you could go in this profession. Thanks, ladies, for the insight, and I look forward to listening next week. So thank you, Tony. Great review. And the next one here is from... A war da ho. And this is the episode uh, she titled it or said friends. So I think this is our friendship episode. And it says, this is a fun, entertaining pod that makes me want to push play immediately on the next episode. These three women have a solid, honest, real friendship, and they invite listeners into that friendship. The stories and laughter are great and relatable. It makes me want to hang out with all three of these podcasters and fill my cup with them. 
Thank you. What a nice, what nice reviews. Yeah, that was really so sweet. nice. Um, I have two here that I can read. This is from, and if I am saying these incorrectly, I apologize. Law Fizz. She says, great podcast. This podcast speaks to all of my favorite things, speech, family, and friends. I love the interactions the three of you have, real, genuine, and funny. I look forward to future episodes. And then the next one is from Ingrid Zero. And she says, perfect blend of fun and info. Love it. Our group from college is three of us as well. One SLP, one social worker, a teacher, and one school psych slash principal. When we all talk, it feels like this. And I love hearing you. So thanks. Here's the first one that I have. It's from the episode, which comes first, our episode with Ashley. It's from Mama to CGT. It says, as a mama to a special needs daughter who is in pretty much all therapies, including speech, I'm absolutely loving your podcast. I totally binge listened. Is that a thing? The first eight or so episodes. And if I didn't need to sleep, I definitely would have continued. But now I have something to look forward to tomorrow. So far, the Witch Comes First episode is my favorite. It really hits close to home. And the genuine feeling the ladies give off during the podcast of really caring and wanting to know more and learn more to do right by the disabled community is just so amazing and refreshing. I find myself trying to join in the conversations and ask questions and then sadly realize that you can't actually hear me. I cannot wait to hear more and truly an awesome job. That was so nice. Um, The last one that I have is from Jules1223. And it says, one of my favorite podcasts. Love the realness, the variety, the laugh, and the overall dynamic of the Cup of Council hosts. Keep the episodes coming. Thank you, everyone. It's so nice to hear. Thank you, guys. Those things, it keeps us like motivated, I think. And it truly like fuels us to Mm -hmm. keep doing episodes. Um, It makes you want to do like new and exciting ones too. Like it makes Mm -hmm. me think like, oh, people are enjoying this. I want to give them more, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's so nice that people took time to listen and enjoy it and then take the time to like then go and write us a review. We really do appreciate that, um, everyone. So thank you for taking the time to do that. I think it's so nice to hear people say nice things about you in general, not just this podcast. It's always really nice to get a compliment or to hear that you're appreciated in multiple aspects of your life. But I know that during this whole pandemic year, something that I have really kind of been reflecting on lately is how important it is to be proud of yourself in certain moments. I think we forget that it's okay to be proud of something that you have accomplished or proud of something that you have done. And I know that this year for me, this past year for me, was a hard one, like a really hard one. I think it was a difficult time for everybody with the pandemic and we all kind of had to change our ways of living and adapt in multiple ways. And I have always said, like, I'm so proud of my kids and all the kids in general who've just like adapted to whatever they've had to a school, have it be masks, have it be virtual, have it be whatever. And one day when I was telling my students, um, my sweet students, how proud I was of them, I thought, I think sometimes we think this is bad to say, but like, I'm really proud of myself. Like, this was a hard year. And I went back to work this year, as I think I've mentioned in some of the other podcasts. I got a call asking to come back as the speech therapist for the preschool. And I took this job and I took it right as the pandemic was, I mean, in the middle of it. And all the masks were at school and virtual learning. And it was a job I wasn't familiar with. So I taught myself how to do this new job, how to do half of it virtual, how to learn the paperwork. On top of that was crazy and got two puppies in the mix of my life, which was insane. (laughs) 
uh, navigated my children through going to school during the pandemic, all Got while supporting bullied into the podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that. <laughs> Started a podcast with two Peer of my pressure. best friends. Peer pressure. Um, That's a better word. Peer pressure. <laughs> Peer pressure into starting a podcast, and I just think it was a year of a lot, and I feel like I'm coming out of it. And being like, now the fog is kind of cleared a little bit. And I went, I had low moments, like really low moments of like, this is tough and this is hard and this is super stressful and the demands of a mom and a wife and then the demands of this new school and then the demands. And you know what? We all did it. We balanced it all. We made it through. I found a job that I absolutely love and I'm proud of my kids for navigating. I'm proud that my family did it. I'm proud that my friends talked me into doing a podcast and we actually started something through the pandemic that was awesome. And I love it. And I can look back at now, like I said, as the fog clears and kind of think, I'm really proud that we made it and that I made it through that year and that started new things, even during one of the toughest times for everyone. So I think it's good to be proud of ourselves. The start of the podcast was in like the last winter. So the winter of a year into the pandemic when things still were rough. And I love that we started it when we did, because it, even though it felt kind of crazy at the time, we, it gave us like a fun purpose again with people, with the three of you, like seeing you on the screen, even though we weren't traveling and whatnot. So I'm really glad we started it when we did, even though it was kind of a crazy time. Yeah, 100%. And I think, like you said, Joyner, being proud of yourself isn't like a popular thing. You know, it comes across maybe as boastful or arrogant or whatever. But I think that we need to, especially as like independent women, we need to for sure model this for other women and young women and new professionals and new moms and everybody to just, it's okay. You should acknowledge your accomplishments and be proud of them. And you don't need to... thrive or only survive on others being proud of you. Um, It should come internally. You should be able to be proud out loud. I think I made a post about that on our podcast um, Instagram page that you should be proud out loud. Just wear it and show it and demonstrate that confidence and pride for other women so that they can feel empowered too and be proud of their accomplishments. It's like a contagious thing. I've always heard this quote that is lovely. It says like, you know, surround yourself around people that feel like sunshine. I know that sounds so corny. I feel like you can give a vibe or you can kind of rub off and make make a situation better and make other people uh, feel better. And I think that it's one way that you can do that when you model being proud of yourself or saying what you're proud of. I think other women then give themselves the permission to do the same. And it reminds us like, I can do hard things and I have, and it pushes you even more. Um, so I would encourage Everyone, like today, if you listen to this, stop and think, what are you proud of? What are you proud of yourself for? And kind of a side note, you were talking about professionals, like especially being a young professional right now. Do you guys remember the smile files that we made in college? Yeah, I still have mine. I still have mine too. Me too. Yeah. And I've been, this is my fifth job and I've brought it to every single job. It's been on my desk at every job. And I've even stretched it sometimes to where if I get a nice email or a text from a parent, I'll copy it into a Word document and print it and put it in there. Oh, and that's a good idea. Yeah. And I know that the professor that um, had us make these, she said, make it for the days that you're like, why do I do this? Like, what am I doing? So you can pull something from there and feel good. And I think that's a great way to also pull it when you need to feel proud or if you need some ideas how 
how do I feel proud today? And there's probably a lot of stuff that maybe you forgot about or patients or families that you forgot you impacted. Um, it helps me a lot. So if you're a professional out there, you don't have to be a therapist. Make a smile file. It's just a file folder. Uh, Amy, you made them for all of us, right? Or yeah, we, I think I bought like an expandable folder. Yeah, yeah. you de- we decorated them and whatnot before we graduated. But make it and those feel good moments, put it in there and might seem kind of corny. But I make them for every intern that I have when they leave. Like, here's here's your smile file. Yeah, it really helps me on those rough days. And I think a lot of us need that boost sometimes. And it's a great way to feel good about yourself and um, help. Like Joyner was saying, like your everyone's vibe is contagious, whether you consider yourself an empath or not. One negative vibe in the room can really bring down a whole team or a whole room of people. And it's, it's a rough way to work sometimes. So starting with yourself is definitely a good place. So I have to ask, what is something that each of you are proud of in this last year? Do you, you want me to go to, first? Yeah, go I first, go. Amy. So my pandemic experience was maybe just a little bit unique, I think, compared to some others. We were very, very lucky to have kind of scored a nice little situation. Um, we called it our COVID commune. There were two two other families and my family, um, a total of seven kids, I believe we had. And one of the parents was a licensed teacher who was not going to be working um, during the pandemic. So it was two of her kids and then three kids from another family and then my three kids. And the other family converted their whole basement into like a little school daycare thing for all of our kids. And we paid this teacher. She was like such a gift and it was amazing. But um, we paid her to teach our kids and she, the kids ranged in age from seven to nine months old and she did a phenomenal job. But part of the caveat with this little COVID commune was there, one of the children um, was significantly immunocompromised and it was like very dangerous if he were to get the virus. So kind of a little pact we made was that we were going to stick to just our little, our little commune group. We weren't going to go to gatherings or see family or, um, really just do much of anything outside of our little group. And so I am proud of myself for giving up a whole bunch of things in this past year for the sake of my kids and for the sake of this little group um, who now I'm friends with these other two moms and our kids still play together and have these friendships that I hope will last. Um, But my husband and I had to give up quite a few things like seeing family. And even when we started to get vaccinated, it was still, you know, the kids aren't able to be vaccinated. So we were still trying to protect, you know, our little cluster of of people. And we missed out on a lot of stuff. But the the reason that we did that was because our kids were thriving. They were like playing with other kids their age. They didn't have to wear masks. They were running around like happy. They had no idea that like life was supposed to be a different way. They were just like living and enjoying and they did such such great things. So like we sacrificed a bunch of stuff and I'm proud of myself for ma- being able to commit to that and, and to do that. I also was virtual the whole school year. So I had to navigate how to do my job completely virtually, which I know I'm not the only one who had to do that. Um, so I'm proud of myself for that too. And and I did learn quite a bit about green screen and technology. And I ended up doing a couple little trainings for other um, employees and colleagues to help them navigate the virtual learning world. So I am proud that I kind of took that initiative and learned those skills and then passed them on to other other people. Including me. <laughs> Including Joyner. Kind of me too. I just 
Yeah. Watched a lot of Instagrams about virtual therapy and saw some. <laughs> Brittany didn't have to go for work, but we just dragged her like, down. Wait, I want to watch this gingerbread man too. <laughs> this gingerbread man. It was a saving grace. It I dressed up as Blippy a bunch of times, and oh, that's right, that's right, you did. I made a friend with Abby from Go Go Speech. We're like friends now, and she saved my life during this pandemic with therapy. So, shout out to her. Those are the things that I'm proud of myself for. So Brittany, you got some big ones. We're saving you for the end. Yeah, she has some big ones. <laughs> well, I was going to say you also persevered through some, you know, personal hardships too. So, oh, you know, yeah. that's that's a big deal also. And yeah, we lost two, to be two grandparents during the pandemic, COVID. two COVID six months apart. So it significantly impacted our lives for sure. And not being able to be with those family members. Yeah, that was difficult. Yeah. So navigating a new life, but also losing people in the midst. My experience was the opposite. We gained a person. I had my son in July of the pandemic, um, 2020. So the very beginning of it or middle, I guess. I don't even remember when it began at this point, but I was already pregnant when it began. So a lot of people will say like, oh my gosh, like so proud of you. That's awesome. But I keep thinking like I had no choice. It's not like I chose to try to get pregnant at the end and knew this would be a part of it. It just happened when I was five or six months I was about, I guess, 20 weeks when we had our 20 week ultrasound and that week everything shut down. So actually the night we came back from the ultrasound is when we heard the first case was in our city. And my husband and I ran to the store at midnight thinking, oh my gosh, all the food's going to be gone. And then we all remember the toilet paper debacle of 2020. Oh God, that's right. We did not get toilet paper. Just letting you know. So we lived, guys, we lived roll to roll for a long time. I'm pregnant. <laughs> roll to and roll. we like, we learned how to navigate the city's grocery stores and shops. Like we would leave at like Friday at like five or six and we would hop stores and my husband would run in and get the two you could get at each store and we'd stock up. And it is funny the things that people in those moments do like oh god like a storm's coming or oh this pandemic's gonna happen like get toilet paper bread milk it's like when yeah, yeah. like i don't even use i, one, I don't eat dairy ever so i cracks <laughs> yeah. everyone's like get get milk and it's like yeah. well i don't go need milk. Milk. And, milk. Like, milk. and then they're like go get a complex carb like we gotta get bread <laughs> <laughs> get a complex carb i have a picture of my trunk full from aldi of like Boxes of rice. Non perishables. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're going to run out of toilet paper. Get toilet paper bread and milk in <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, I remember we, those were a lot of our Friday nights. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I feel like I had no choice. And I feel like I'm still kind of processing that because that really changed how my like health and wellness was during the pregnancy because I did not go to the OB. So I talked to my friends who haven't had their first baby during a pandemic. And a lot of them say like, I loved those visits. Those were, they made me feel confident, like everything was going well. And it's not like I never went. They definitely made at least every other visit virtual. But like, I like took my blood pressure at home on my own. A, a doctor would call me and I would just chat about how I, was, how I was feeling. And that was it. I never did like the belly measurements. I never got... um like really any face-to-face -face input. So that was scary, but I didn't really know what else to do. I think all of us were just in survival mode. And on top of that, working in healthcare, it was super scary being at work and feeling vulnerable and not sure what to do and how to navigate 
my career at the time. So I made some professional choices that were definitely necessary. And I didn't work for almost seven months of 2020. Um, so I was off work before I had my son and then off work for a very long time after I had him, which was amazing. But it was not easy to kind of navigate and prepare with, I shouldn't say no help. Of course, our family was there for us. But really, essentially, it was just Tim and I trying to figure out like what we need. So there was no baby shower. We had at, at one point when everything like totally went into the shutdown, um, I remember family members being like, should we go get like formula and diapers? Like, what if those run out? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm already so overwhelmed, like being a first time mom. I I can't think about the world ending like on top of that. So I remember we had... um we had a registry. So people bought us stuff off the registry and we had people mail things that were necessary. So right before he was born, we at least had his bassinet set up and we had diapers and onesies and we had my mother-in-law did many, many porch drop-offs. So yeah, it was definitely not, I feel like we, we never got to celebrate. It was just scary. It was just pure being scared. So, you know, you're already anxious on top of having your first kid. So add that into the mix. It was just just anxiety. So when he was here, it was like, oh my gosh, who's going to walk into our room at the hospital, you know, and maybe expose him or expose us, uh, keeping my mask on the whole time when I'm in pain from a C-section and have a newborn. And it was just a really wild experience. It was kind of nice that it was just my husband and I, though, when he was born. I, I don't know any different people coming by, but thinking about that, I think it was nice that we just had that intimate time together. But, um, you know, no visitors coming over. It wasn't like what I think a lot of people have of like the visitor train and people coming to say hello. If we did have people over, they'd be in a mask and across the room maybe. So my memories of that are just fear and that makes me sad. And that's what I've been processing is like, I did not ever get to celebrate like being pregnant and having a baby. So that's what I'm looking forward to with like our next kiddo is experiencing it with feeling a little bit more control. So I'm proud of my husband and I handling that in the way we did. So Things worked out. My husband has been able to work from home still. He's still home. So he's been around for our son's entire life. So I feel like that is huge that a lot of dads probably don't get when kids are itty bitty. So yeah, I'm proud of how we navigated having our first baby during a pandemic. And any of you other first time moms who did it, props to you. That was really wild. And now we're here on the other side. Yeah, those are both things to definitely be proud of. And I mean, like you said, Brittany, you don't know any different, but you should be proud that you guys made it through that scary time. Now that the fog, I guess, is kind of lifting. Yeah. You guys really did manage the stress of a baby as stressful as it is. But then on top of that, everything was so fear based. So that is awesome that you guys made it through. Yeah, I think obviously we're still in the pandemic, but when I talk to people about, because I've had many friends have babies now, and I think it's really different. People are feeling better with the vaccinations as they should be, but I'll um, have people ask about my pregnancy or birth. And I was like, well, remember I was pregnant during the washer groceries and washer mail time of the pandemic. You know, we literally would get shipments of stuff and put it in our basement for two weeks. You remember doing that? Like. Yes. Yes, yeah, we would wipe. Yeah, yeah, we would like I would buy like a watermelon and like wash it like yeah. <laughs> yes. multiple times before I ate it. And, like <laughs> wash a watermelon. You would like a you would have like back to the bread. Like you would have like a loaf of bread and I'd be like yeah. Eric, my husband would like hand like he would hand me the groceries and I would like wipe everything down with a Clorox wipe and then put it away in yeah. the pantry. Like it was such a crazy so yeah. It was nuts. I know. Time. So when my son was first here, I was like, no one can touch him. I'm terrified. You know, 
it was just so, so wild. So it'll be really interesting to see how these kids grow up. He starts daycare tomorrow, actually. And so uh, when we did a couple of our tours, I heard a few other parents say when we were walking around, they were like, oh, she's really slow to warm, like watch out. And I was like, oh, that's not just my son. You know, these kids, our son did not leave the house really for at least six months. And if we did, we maybe went outside somewhere for 30 minutes or whatever. So yeah, his first experience, they're just now happening of grocery stores and lights and sounds of other places. And yeah, it's just very strange. So It'll be interesting. This isn't related at all to being proud of yourself, but it kind of goes with you talking about kids, like how they're growing up differently. Now, this just happened like a couple of days ago. I was listening to my six-year-old and four-year-old play together and they had like a bunch of stuffed animals and they always play like school or whatever, birthday party or whatever they were doing. And I was like listening to them play with these stuffed animals and they were talking for them. And my daughter was like, I'm sick. (laughs) And then my son was like, did you get the coronavirus shot? And then my daughter was like, no, I didn't. But I went grocery shopping and to a party and I didn't wear my mask. And so now I have the coronavirus. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's what they were playing. Yes, yes. And I was like, oh, this is so sad. Like when I was that age, I was not playing pandemic. I was yeah. like making my Barbies oh. lay on top of each other. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Every episode, she's going to just make it weird. Make it weird. <laughs> Out of but all like, the things you could say, that's what she said she would do when you were... <laughs> probably wasn't like six when I was doing that, I guess. But okay, should we edit that out? Probably. No. That was weird. No, staying. No, we're that's keeping staying. That. That, was so um, that was weird. Well, anyway, is, I wasn't pretending that there was like a pandemic occurring as yeah. my animals were playing. I was like doing other things. Yeah, these like, kids are going to... <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> no. Oh, this is weird. It's too weird. We gotta so, cut this out. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because these kids are going to be like how my grandparents who were grew up in the depression, like washed their plasticware, washed, um, you know, everybody jokes about the butter tubs being washed out and used for Tupperware. Like our kids are, their kids are going to talk about us as like the Clorox, the glove, the mask people. Mm-hmm. Because, yep. yeah, that's just how these kids know life. My son's only seen masked faces, which I think is a part of the reason why he's nervous around people sometimes and a ton of kids are they have to be so that's really funny it is odd my kids are four and five and it always does baffle me like the other day they did say oh we were looking at a book I bought them a a book and there was a book about science and it had like a picture of a of a virus and my son looks me he goes look there's the coronavirus on the cover and I was like it is baffling to me that our kids that's just such a normal part of their life like they like you said or like if somebody coughed and they're like oh do you think they have the coronavirus and I'm like oh goodness like like we never talked about that as kids we didn't have we didn't talk about that okay so we all cover what we were proud of yeah yeah we're all very proud of each other and ourselves Mm -hmm. oh that's another good thing is like being proud like I'm so proud of my friends I mean I'm proud of other women too um in general, I just think it's such a good thing to tell your friends when you are proud of them too, or when agreed. Yeah. Um, that's like lifting, lifting each other up. I love that. So lifting, 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 lift your friends. We're going to hulk it. Hulk them. We're going to lift her. We're going to lift her up. Hulk them up. I feel like when I get just so go passionate about stuff, it just, it comes real, it comes yeah. out real Southern. Like, does, I'm like, yeah. we are going to lift her up. <laughs> Hulk them up. Hulk so, up. moral of this episode, 
just go just go pick up your friend just walk over and just, <laughs> just be lift like her Shh, i'm just hulking you it's fine. i'm just gonna lift you up <laughs> So hopefully listeners I'm proud of you guys Thank you I'm proud of you too I'm proud of us for doing this nonsense And still sticking with it And we're still doing it And we might not be like 100% organized still But I think that's something I wanted to just quick mention To people who are still listening If they're still listening to this episode (laughs) um, We decided to keep this fun for us That we can't be on a schedule So last Like not last I guess last year Last season Whatever Um we were kind of trying to push out a new episode every week and that got pretty stressful with us all working and parenting and all those things. So we kind of decided to keep this fun and to keep it something that we want to continue to do. We are not doing that. We're just going to like release episodes as we're able and it's going to be more relaxed and it'll just be kind of like a little surprise on your phone when you see a new episode pop up. So that's kind of our plan going forward with this at this moment. So speaking of lifting and hulking, other people, especially women up into the sky. Um, I wanted to just give a quick shout out to another group of women across the planet, I guess, um, that I read. Okay, joiners making a weird face across the ocean. I don't I just know. I've never heard that across the planet. I've heard across the globe. Across the globe, the planet, planet, it's the same. Okay, whatever. Across the planet, globe, earth, ocean, whatever. Take your pick, whichever feels the best to you. Stars and moon. (laughs) Okay, all right. Anyway, I randomly was able to get in contact, not was able, randomly was contacted by someone from a different podcast in Australia who listened to one of our episodes and then I went and listened to some of her episodes and we chatted back and forth on Facebook for a while and they are... Friday Night Wine Fight, and it's a podcast based, and I'm going to screw up where they're from in Australia. I want to say Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne. Um, But it's three friends, just like us. They just sit and chat and drink wine together, and they have a different topic each episode, and they are hilarious. And um, this other girl, Amy, of course, her name is Amy. Yeah, how um, perfect I, is that? Yeah, Amy and I have been chatting and we've pointed out similarities because now we've both listened to each other's podcasts, pointed out similarities. And so it was kind of fun to like hear this group of three women talk and it sounds so similar, but in an Australian accent, mate. Was that, that was great. good? I hope they, yeah, I hope they imitate us now. I, was, I hope they imitate <laughs> yeah. you next. Yeah. <laughs> That was not good. I apologize. Anyway, so go check them out. Friday Night Wine Fight. Anywhere you get your podcasts. Take a listen to the Australian version of us. And... And yeah, support those women. All right. So I feel good. I feel good with this episode. So, so, Brittany, what is in your to-go cup? So, in my cup is actually hot tea, which I'm sitting here sweating because it's like 90 and sunny. And I was like, I want cozy hot tea because we're going to talk about cozy, comfy topics today. Um, But anyway, my hot tea is in my cup. And then in my cup is actually a challenge for you listeners. I challenge you to a couple things. Go make a smile file, decorate it, put your name on it, whatever you want to do, take a picture of it and put it in the comments of one of our episode posts that Amy will post. Let us know what it looks like. And then Go think of at least two things that you're proud of. If you want to um, put it into the experience of the pandemic like we did, that's awesome. If you want to think about your job or your home life, think of anything that makes you proud and type it up, print it out or write it down and put it in that smile file and keep the file with you anywhere 
and pull those papers whenever you need a boost. Keep it with you always. Secure it always. to yours. <laughs> just like sew it underwear. into your underwear. Sew it into your underwear. <laughs> yeah, just just have it with you at all times. That's what I meant when I had it. When I said I made one, it's with me all the time. <laughs> always. Anyway, okay, so that's it. That's what's in my cup. This challenge, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you feel proud of yourself and your friends. And go hulk somebody up to the sky. See you later. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe or follow so you know each time a new episode is posted. Please do us a giant favor and join our Facebook group and follow our Instagram page, Cup of Council Podcast. A review would really help us out too. Let us know what you loved, what you want to hear more about, and what we could do to improve this podcast to make it the most meaningful for you. Thank you.